Blog Talk Radio. In the mix. In the mix. We're online. 24-7. 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Oh, my God. I know you're going to dig this. Hola. Sí, you here with us? Yes, I'm here. How you doing? How you been? <laughs> what in the world? Like, can you get us together, please? Hold on, our host T is having some difficulties. Hello. Lizzie, no what's happening? Mind. What's happening with you? We can't hear you at all. Bro, you still can't hear me? You're killing me. No. Can't, no, you no you're killing me, actually. <laughs> oh, oh, my bad, my bad. You heard what you heard that, though. Yeah, thank God. Uh, Come on. <laughs> welcome to Mix, y'all. This is Lindsay Lenz. I'm your host, T, and I was my bad. You see, you know what's funny? The reason you didn't hear me is because I was, I was speaking some good stuff about you. I was like, hey, Lindsay, how you doing? I missed yeah, you. No, and no, everything. I'm dude, so The sad. second week in a row with these loose ends. You're starting off the year pretty janky, just like the president. Get it together, please. See, <sighs> you like how I did that? I like how you did that because we're going to start with the president. Since I'm starting janky, <laughs> we're going to talk about this president and how he's a bum. Nah, I can't. You know, I, I ain't throwing no shade. I ain't say he's a bum. But <laughs> his uh, his thoughts and methods are kind of bumish. Now, what do you think about yeah. this band that's going around in the airport? Like, I think this, this is, like, ridiculous. It's crazy. Like, I don't know. Why would you even do something like that? What do you What do you think about that? I just feel like this whole situation is so depressing and just erratic. Like, you're making all these executive decisions where you haven't even been in the office long enough to, like, really witness what is going on. Like, I'm pretty sure you're not doing any, like, logistics or you're running any research on, like, whether or not – Muslims have been really the highest rated um, ethnicity for, you know, murders or whatever you want to call it, or just um, like terrorist threats, all that. It's just like you're just going based on what you think is right at this point. And that's what kind of bothers me about him. It doesn't really seem like there's much logic behind his decisions. Um, and then on mm-hmm. top of that, you're going to ask the, you know, Mexican leader to basically pay for the wall that's going to be built. And he's looking at you like, absolutely not. Like, I just feel like, who are you to tell anyone, you know, whether or not they can live in a country that's supposed to be for right. the people and for freedom? And you're freedom. basically, exactly. all these people who are trying to get away from their, you know, situations, you're telling them they can't exist here. But if you even watch interviews from back during like Nixon's time or like Reagan's, if you watch them do their debates, they basically speak to, you know, they want people to have that chance to be able to live in the U.S. and live free. Um, they just got to be taxed and, you know, have the same rules that apply to um, us as Americans. So I just feel like it's real irrational. But the reality is he's not going to understand that it's going to backfire against him because all these people that you are trying to exile away from us, they're actually uniting with all the other people he's against. So it's just creating a stronger force between all of us against him. So. I don't know. What do you think about it? Yeah, I mean, I really think you hit a solid point right there. It is bringing all of us together to, you know, go against him and what he believes in. And it's even funny because on Twitter today, I've seen that um, Canada actually had tweeted and was like, hey, you know, for all the refugees who are, you know, getting blocked and everything, we welcome y'all open hands. Uh, I was like, wow, for Canada to even tweet something, that's a little crazy, but um, I'm glad to see all the protests that are going on across the major airports and stuff like that. Because yeah. I watched something on the news today where this five-year-old was waiting for his mother uh, to get mm-hmm. up a plane, and he wasn't sure if he was going to see his mother. And I was like, dang, man, like, come on, Trump. 
I know you got to watch the news. I know you've seen this. Like, come on, man. You've been in the office. And it's just a point that he doesn't care. He more so cares about whether or not people are threatening him and talking bad about his presidency. But it's just like, you're you're bringing this down to little kids who have nothing to do with anything. And it's just like, you're just, you're basically, you're, you're typecasting people and you're putting them in a certain category as like, oh, they're all criminals based on whatever their ethnical background is. And I just, mm-hmm. I feel like, who are you to tell anyone? You know what I mean? If anybody should be not allowed, uh, you would think it would be you, but. Right. I don't uh, wasn't you telling me earlier that uh, Uber was supporting his, uh, his views? Like, what's up with that? Uber and supposedly, this one makes me sad as well, but apparently Chick-fil-A too. Chick-fil-A? Not the Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I can't order my number one like, no more. Some told me, I was like, Chick-fil-A is too good to be true, and I, now I see why. Like, literally, they're both, like, in support of Trump, and uh, even one of the um, Mary Mary sisters, I think it was Tina Campbell, she spoke about how, you know, he's not necessarily our guy, but she does support him because he are, he is our president, and she has to, and I'm like, it's one thing to say you're going to pray for somebody that they make better decisions and that they have, um, you know, better judgment when it comes to making decisions for a, a greater, you know, society. Like, but to say you're in support of someone is that I'm kind of against because it's like you can't, you can, you have the freedom to support him all you want to, but the things he, he's doing are just wrong. Like at this point, they're not really helping us any. They're just wrong. Like you're cutting ties with people who we have partnerships with, who, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. we have mutual, like, beneficial relationships with these people, and you're just cutting them off just because you don't want them to be a part of the U.S., and that I'm just not understanding, but, oh, Lyft is living because everybody has switched over to Lyft, so. Oh, that's, I'm definitely um, switching to Lyft. <laughs> I am not. I that If I could do anything, just because I work for news, you know, I can't be out there protesting or I lose my job, but that could be my style of protest right there. I am not taking Uber no more. Lift everywhere, free bar. <laughs> That's we change the song now. We doing Lift. I can't believe Uber. I can't believe Uber, man. That that breaks my heart. That's a shame. Yeah. And it, honestly, it's probably more and more like organizations that we wouldn't even know um, who are in support of him. But obviously, they're not going to say anything. And if you're out there, your smartest decision would to not say anything because I mean. Or even Chrisette Michelle, she was pissed off because she was all hyped this thing at the inauguration, and basically mm-hmm. she never even got to meet Trump. So it's just kind of like didn't meet him or shake his hand. Yeah, nothing. Wasn't in the same room. He didn't even show up. Right. So I'm like, how are you going to be effective in talking to him and showing him what you stand for when he he don't even care that you're there, sweetie? Like I don't know. And it was interesting because even um. Kim K like posted something, which I mean I'll give her credit for. She posted like some statistics, like statistics on um basically um Muslims and like how uh, they affect society and you know because he wants to speak to like oh how they're so violent and this that, and the third. But she was like you know basically posting some facts of like this is how this looks. Why are you kicking them out of the country? Like I'm not even understanding because most of the murders that have occurred or, you know, terrorist attacks haven't like been for Muslims within our country within the past year. So it's just kind of like, where are you pulling these numbers from? But at the same time, I'm kind of looking at her like it's interesting that all of a sudden now she's in support of, you know, not agreeing with his decisions because before the campaign started, she was sitting here talking about how she agreed with Caitlyn Jenner and, you know, she might start looking at what Trump's talking about because he seems like he got some good ideas. And, you know, clearly her husband was the first, like, person up in the office trying to get cozy under him, and he didn't even let him perform at the inauguration because he said he wasn't traditionally American. So, mm, yeah, I'm not for the ones who are flip-flopping either. Like, you knew what it was before you signed up. So, Well, I mean, it's funny you should say that because um, on Twitter it was trending one day. I actually retweeted it on my personal page. It was some Trump um, followers and people who voted for Trump, and they were just tweeting about how they made the wrong decision, how they shouldn't have voted for Trump. And here's a few tweets. One of them says, um, hey, a-hole, I voted for you. Now, I'm sorry I did, uh, jackass. I'm not going to say he tweeted that because I don't want to put them out there. Another one says, wow, pay freeze. I'm a GS employee, and I work hard. I wish I would have. I wish I would have never voted for you. Now, I have an effing family, Trump. Unbelievable. Then another one says, "I voted for you and supported you. Now you're freezing." Oh, that's the same. Well, he tweeted twice. Huh? That's my bad. 
But he tweeted, hey, this one more graphic. I can't read that one. And the final one says, hey, Trump, without Obamacare, I will have no insurance. I voted for you. Don't let me down. And don't take away my health care. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Black Twitter had a comment on it. We tried to tell you. <laughs> no, seriously, though. Like, why are y'all surprised? If he said all this stuff before he even came into office, why are you that surprised? That's that's the part that gets me. Like, did you think, oh, maybe it wasn't going to affect you? And now that it has, it's like, oh, whoa, it's me. You should have thought about that before when he was basically giving you the bold-faced truth beforehand. And let's not even, you know, ignore the fact that he was supposed to be on trial for rape, too. So, like, th- this is the guy that y'all wanted to lead. So don't even complain now because that's, that's mm-hmm. what you wanted. So now you got So don't try to, like, revert and be like, oh, I can't right. believe I support no, you there now. You know, honestly, honestly though, you know how we were talking a couple of shows ago, and we were saying it's be a long four years, and then you know mm-hmm. I, I said it might be a couple, it might be eight years, but within the first two weeks of him being in office, you know I feel like next election things are going to change. Mark my mm-hmm. words, I'm changing my thoughts now. I don't think it's gonna be eight years. I feel like America is really showing their true colors now. We are not that ignorant as I thought we were, because y'all were showing mm-hmm. y'all colors, but now. I feel like y'all are like, dang, we effed up. We need to, we need to get our stuff together. Yeah. Because I feel like most of the people's decisions, I don't even think it was so much as like, oh, they agreed with his policies. I think they just really wanted a Republican in office because some people were just so anti-Obama for whatever reason. But I don't think they understood to what extreme that meant, like, going in favor of Trump. You know what I mean? Like, we're talking to the point right. where he's, like, violating, like, amendments at this point. So it's it's just kind of a joke to me, but I mean, just for everybody out there, just, you know, make your bread, try to take care of your family, keep your head forward and stay informed. Like, that's all I can say. I wouldn't say get depressed and just be like, oh, woe is me. I'm over the world. Cause let's be honest, we still have it better off living here than we do in any other country where people are really, you know, struggling for freedom. And that's why they come here. But at the same time, we can't let one person basically try to rule us out of our own country. Like that's not about to happen. Not at all, but uh, we will keep y'all posted definitely with the protests. And if y'all are protesting out there, be safe and be peaceful. Mm-hmm. Don't act crazy. Don't go busting some windows. Don't go looting. Don't do all that right. crazy stuff. Be a peaceful protest. Because y'all always end up doing it for the wrong businesses. Like, I never understood that. You just go breaking up stuff and then it'd be like a black-owned business. What are you doing? Like, no, <laughs> please know what you're doing. Right. right. If you're going to break something. Go break that, break your busted car so you can say, you know, uh, protest to mess my car. Let insurance pay for it. Look, I'm trying to help y'all out. Get y'all a new car. Exactly. <laughs> as bad as that sounds, <laughs> Oh, my God. I just can't even. The news, honestly, the news has been kind of crazy this weekend. Um, I don't know if you caught it, Terrence, but this whole Emmett Till story has been really interesting to me. Like, uh, I have, okay, put it this way. For anyone who doesn't know, um, the Caucasian woman who basically was accusing Emmett Till all these years of, I guess, basically, like, whistling at her, um, and, you know, because Emmett Till is black, obviously. He was a 14-year-old um, black Chicago boy, and she was basically, you know, accusing him of, at that time, just kind of, you know, trying to talk to her, or whatever you want to call it, and Basically, he was, you know, killed as a result, and now she basically is, like, coming back on her words and was like, no, that didn't happen, and blah, 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 and as, okay, as a black man, Terrence, how does it make you feel when you see, like, we know that it happens every day, but, you know, this was a really big story, but how does it make you feel to know that, like, someone basically lost their life off the strength of because people put so much confidence in the words of, like, a Caucasian woman? I mean, every day, it, it sucks for real just because you try to tell the truth and no one believes you mm-hmm. just because of the shade and color of your skin. But as soon as, mm-hmm. a you know, a white lady, a Caucasian, let me say, Caucasian lady says something, you know, we all, you know, jump to her side, like, oh, she's right, you know, blah, 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 this happened, this happened. I mean, not just men, it's just black people in society as well, along with, not even black people, just Everybody is a different shade of skin. Like that's how Trump is viewing the Muslims. So it's kind of like, in general, it, it just sucks how you know people are very narrow-minded in that way. 
Exactly. And just I don't know. I feel like and her name is Carolyn Bryant for anybody who wants to know. But um yeah, basically she was the one in, in the store. Oh yeah, we need to throw her out there. Um <laughs> sorry. But yeah, like it's sixty two years later and now you're like saying, Oh, I'm sorry, you know, and I mean it's interesting to see that obviously it must have been eating her up alive, you know, for the fact that like years? now she's speaking to it. Years? Yeah, like oh no, no. A whole a whole five years is eating you alive. Sixty two years? I I don't care right. what you can tell me, Lindsay. Sixty two years? You did it for something for a, for a certain reason. It ain't because of what eating you alive. Sixty two years? That that man's whole life is gone. Sixty two yeah. years? No, ain't a, she did it for? I don't know. She did it for something. Maybe she wanted to cleanse her. So it was a reason behind it. It won't just because it was eating her up. I I I don't know. That's my personal opinion. Yeah. It's just, I don't know, it's unfortunate, because she, like, basically fabricated the whole story, and, you know, she was just basically saying in the story that, like, you know, he had grabbed her and all this stuff like that, and that he had said inappropriate things, and it's just, it sucks, because, you know, even when Nate Parker came out with his movie, the first thing they did, you know, to try to basically get people not to support him was bring up an old, you know, rape charge that he had against him, which ended up being dropped, because, um, you know, the situation was dismissed years ago, but they, like, resurfaced, and it's just kind of, like, people are quick to look at, like, oh, well, because it's a a man or a black man or whatever, that they have to be, you know, behind the situation, but even, and I'm not saying it it is right, because sometimes it does happen where women do get raped by any nationality, not just, you know, African-American men, but I do think we need to look deeper into who these people are that are crying wolf, because, sometimes these people may just want attention, you know? So I just think there definitely needs to be way more investigation into, like, situations like these so people can't just get away with stuff like this to the point where somebody loses their whole life, like, you know? Or even if they're locked up, like, that is your life, and he can't get that back. Right, but, I mean, I understand what you're saying about investigation, but think about it. 62 years ago, during that time, you know, there could have been investigation. There could have been proof, but during that time, age back then, you know, for the Caucasian, they're always right. So it wouldn't even matter if there was proof. Some way, somehow, you know, they might have brushed it under, brushed it, you know, brushed the dirt under the rug or something. Like, oh, we ain't see that. You know, it's just that, it's just that era of time. So I mean, I feel like now in our like our day and age, investigation, everything would be key. And I feel like they would go through that. At least I would hope they would. Mhm. I agree. It's just I don't know. It's just sad to see. Like, and I mean, if anyone gets the chance, like, and you don't know much about the story, like, just kind of watch the videos of like how you know he was treated. Like, it's pretty insane. And then you know, keep in mind that he was young. So it's just like, what in the world? I don't know. I just really feel like, as a society, we really have to do better. And even our president at looking at people based on like you know, their outer appearance as being a criminal or up to something because you wrongfully accuse somebody and then you take their life. And it's the reality is like, let that be you like, let it have been the other way around. Trust and believe you will be so butthurt and so with your family. So I don't know. That story is sad, but I, I mean, on the brighter note, I am glad that like justice to some degree was served where she came forward. It wasn't like somebody had to, you know, forced it out of her, even though when they were trying to, she still couldn't, you know, tell the truth. But, I mean, all I can do is just mm, pray for her because mm. <laughs> Twitter was letting her have it. But, you know, I'm not even going to wish any negativity. I'm going to just say I'm, I'm going to pray for her spirit. That's all I can say. Bless her heart. <laughs> but on okay. a brighter note. I, thought, I, thought you, I got quiet there because I thought you going to throw some shade. I, I felt it coming. I felt no, it in my soul boiling. I going to speak to it. Because, honestly, mm-hmm. she doesn't deserve that much attention. I'm not even going to lie to you. So, um, you know, moving forward. Um, what I will say, though, is a woman who does deserve some attention is Serena. She won the Australian Open. I think it was, what, her 23rd win for the Australian Open and beat her sister Venus. So that was super awesome. And congrats to her. She's just always – she's like the epitome of, like, black girl magic. Like, Serena is pretty much nothing she can't do. Like, and I'm, like, super impressed. If anybody to, like – look up to. I think she's always been like a perfect hey, role model hey, for like hey, young women. Hey, hey, hey. You still have my sports segment now. 
you, you oh, no, Serena, it's a special <laughs> segment, and she needs one of her own. Thank you. We always uh, do uh, our football and football, and they get their shine. Uh, Serena does her own. Thank oh, okay. You. Uh, all right, you got the table. Go ahead. Got it. You got it. Go do your thing. We're, we're done one. now. She, she oh, oh now we <laughs> Thank you, since you interrupted. Please go into your sports. Jesus. No, no, we can jump to sports later. We got some other topics to get into. Bob oh, like, my you God. Yeah, you, you didn't, you know, I fit down. You, you came on my, I done told you to stop coming down my street, okay? Let's this is my hood. Great. This Serena's is my hood. not in the category with all the other teams. Okay, sweetie, she needs to learn to shine. Thank you. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> speaking of a woman fighting for her own shine, uh, Paula yes, Pat. There we go. <laughs> She is now claiming that Robin Thicke was beating her during their marriage and saying mm-hmm. that he pretty much was on coke and all this stuff. Like, I don't know where this whole situation took a, a turn for the, the worst, but do you feel like she's bringing all this stuff up now because of the fact that, you know, the kid is involved? Or do you just feel like, you know, this is stuff that she may be, like, stretching the truth a little bit on? or You know what I mean? Like, kind of dramatizing the story to, like, help her claims of trying to get full custody of her son? I think it's a little bit of both, right? Um, I mean, obviously, you're going to tell now because of the kid, but I feel like you're going to fabricate it just a little bit more because you want custody. Like, okay, he may have been beating her, but was mm-hmm. he really on crack or vice versa? Like, maybe he's on crack, but he wasn't beating her. It just sounds ten times worse when you put something else, like an and to it. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, man. It's a tough situation right there. I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. do you feel where I'm coming from with both? I feel like he, it's either or. I don't feel like he did both, but if he did, man, Robin, you got to get your, get your shit together, bro. Like, come on now. You can't yeah. be doing that. To put your hands on a female, the mother of your son. I mean, yeah, the mother of your son. Uh, you got to get your stuff together. It's sad because, okay, to, I can see where you feel like some of it might be fabricated. I completely get it. My only thing is, because they were together so long, I'm wondering if it's one of those things where, like, she was trying to protect his image for so long to the point where now that it's involving her son, she's kind of like, okay, forget it. I'm going to just, you know, keep it a stack about what's going on because the similar behavior that you were doing to me, now you're doing to my child. You know what I mean? So, um, I don't necessarily see her being somebody that's like super savage and looking for reasons to try to make him look bad. Only for the mere fact is when he first cheated, you know, once, you know, blurred lines basically took off, she didn't really say much in the media. Like, even though they had their separation going on, even when people interviewed her afterwards, she talked about how she was, you know, getting used to dating again and, you know, trying to move forward. But she never really, like, bashed him in the media. So I just feel like if that was really her angle, she would have spoke to it back then if she was just kind right. of looking for attention, you know? You got a point. But, I, I mean, yeah, I, I can feel you there because if it was happening, did she really want that to be in the media at the time after mm-hmm. everything? No. I can, okay, I can see you coming at And maybe now, okay, you know, I can feel you. I guess, I don't know. Nobody knows but them what happens behind closed doors. Um, mm-hmm. But can you really picture Robin Thicke doing that? I, I mean, I guess it's always the person you least expect, but I, I can't right. picture him doing that. I guess when it comes to the drugs, that's when the people that you wouldn't expect to be capable of something, they kind of become a person that they didn't even know they were capable of. Um, you know, I mean, if you even look... Like, at the new edition, like, story that came out basically on BET, and they played it for, like, three days, and it was awesome. Like, if you have Great. not seen it, please go online and watch it. But And especially for, like, the newer generation, like, I think, like, we all knew who they were as, like, a group, but I don't think people really knew their backstories. Um, and it was even interesting in interviews I've watched, like, they basically were saying that some of them didn't even know how they felt towards each other. Like, they didn't know that, you know, some of them were offered, like, individual deals on the slide. Like, they really didn't even know. So it was kind of like a healing process for them. But, um, I mean, it really worked out in BET's favor because people were, like, tuned in. But if you haven't watched I'm not going to give you all the tea, but Bobby Brown was really, like, wild and, like, selfish. And it's crazy because you, you see, like, him and his old performances where he's, like, you know, right. being all freaky on the stage or acting all, like, you know, out of control. But it really appears in the movie, like, basically because of his own 
ways that that's why the group mm-hmm. couldn't really like progress forward. And even with um, their lead singer um, Ralph, it you know made it seem like he was like selfish and wanted to do well, his own oh, music. But I gotta cut you off right there though. Without Ralph, there wouldn't be no new edition. You seen the be- you seen the beginning, and you seen the phone call. I'm not gonna t- I'm not gonna tell what happened, but I'm gonna give you that little bit because we both know because we've seen it. Without Ralph, there would not be a new edition. Call him selfish. I, I will want. say he could have very well been in his own little group. I will say yeah. that, but at the same time. I see why they, you know, as much as they didn't want to get rid of Bobby, like, for the longest, I could see why they showed him so much love because technically Bobby, you know, you see him do this. Okay, I'll give a little to you, you know. But, so Bobby did this, like, little performance, you know, when he was a little kid, and it was, like, in a talent show. And basically he was the one that really wanted to be, like, the artist and wanted to perform. And as you see him get older, you can kind of see, you know, he wanted to always do his own thing. But in order to kind of get their breakthrough, they had to, like, come together as a group pretty much. But it just is really sad to see, you know, because of drugs and, you know, his own, like, I guess I'm going to do what I want kind of, like, lifestyle and, you know, my prerogative. Like, I really see where that stemmed from now. It's kind of, it kind of basically affected everybody else's life. Like, right, yeah. I don't know. It was- it was it was a dope movie, y'all. Y'all definitely just gotta watch it. And uh, I, we posted some tweets about the show on our Twitter. And if you really want to know if the group sings can actually sing or not, or were they lip syncing, check our Twitter out because the answer's on there. And there's a video showing the truth. So if y'all really want to mm-hmm. know, check it out there in the mix. Two underscores at the end. Lizzie, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Terry. Um, <laughs> well, besides that, okay, so for some reason, these rappers are like really losing their mind lately. Um, in the media, like it ain't just R&B singers. Um, so, <laughs> but before we get to um, Chief Keith, I also want to mention that Kodak Black has literally been in and out of the media lately, but most recently, he was basically in trouble for recording this, like, orgy going on in a hotel after, like, a performance he had in D.C., if I'm not mistaken. Now, okay, Terrence, as a guy, like, what, how do you think that looks for, like, a guy to be recording a sexual situation going on? Like, do you think because he's famous it looks really bad? Like, or is that something that's common? Because I don't really know too many guy friends that are going around, like, Recording stuff like this going down, but if that's what's going on in the streets, I need to know. No, that ain't what's going on in the streets. That's what drugs do to you. Drugs do to you. Mm-hmm. You do some crazy things. And you know what's funny? I don't even want to throw this out there. My cousin runs with his group, so I, I hope he won't dare. Oh, I, I really hope he okay. won't dare. I know, right? <laughs> we won't release the name. I'm not throwing my cousin out there, but he. <laughs> Kodak Black, man, he be he just be tripping for real. I think it's the drugs. It gotta be. It gotta be whatever that lean, that perp, whatever he doing. Yeah. Stay off it, bro. Like that. That. That's not a. That's not a trend us fellas do. That's something you do when you're on drugs and you're just like, oh, I'm famous. I do whatever the f I want. Or whatever. Right. But that if he does that, that's on him. He don't speak for the rest of us. Straight up. Mm-hmm, not at all. <laughs> Or do you think that's what's gotten into Chief Keith too? No, Chief Keith. Well, yeah, drugs. But Chief Keith on <laughs> yeah. another level. Yeah, I had to take that back. Chief Keith is on another level. Chief Keith always want you know be tough and everything. Look, man, listen to me. You are paid. Why are you acting a fool out here? For everyone who didn't know, Chief Keith was arrested uh, for assaulting uh, the manager. Lindsay was it the manager. Assaulting a manager. Oh, I'm sorry, a producer. Who was it a producer? Yeah. yeah. Uh, his producer, uh, Ramsey, uh, according to uh, TNZ. But he got out of bail yesterday. He bailed his own self out, you know, $500,000. You know, who can do that? Mm-hmm. I sure can't do that. Wish I could. But, you know, mm-hmm. Chiki went on Twitter, I mean, on Instagram, and let us, you know, let us fans know he was out and everything. But uh, according to TNZ, um, Chief Keith and his boys rolled up to Ramsey's house. Um, couple, one of them had an AK-47. They jumped him, messed him up. No. But the funny thing was, Ramsey, like, produced a few songs for Chief Keith. They was cool. They had no beef. Then all of a sudden, bang, bang, bang. 
He like, yo, who is it? He was like, yo, it's Sosa. Boom. Bop, bop, bop. That's <laughs> oh what happened. God. I'm so serious. Listen to it. Listen to his video. That's a short version of it. But that's what he said. He said he heard a it bang on the door. Like voice <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. What's wrong with him? And like he okay, you can continue, please. I'm not even going. No, you got it. Go ahead, ch- go ahead, chime in what you want. I'm just trying to, to figure out like how is it that these people you know what, okay, I'm not even too surprised. The thing is, if you kinda grow up in a certain lifestyle, with or without like a certain amount of money, I can't really expect you to automatically change into this super, you know, person that's just not going to do crime anymore or, you know what I mean, like not overreact when it comes to certain situations. But I guess it's unfortunate because you see people like Ice Cube or, you know, Dr. Dre um, or even like Snoop Dogg, like people who grew up actually about that life and they were able to turn it, you know, into a positive situation and use their money for good and their platform for good in order to like help their family and other communities around them. So it's unfortunate when you see, like, the younger cats, like, pretty much cannot get out of the the hood mentality, you know? Like, I don't understand what the disconnect is, but I think part of it just comes with, like, maturity. Like, they have to want to be, you know what I'm saying, above stuff like that. But, like, yeah, maturity. How old is Chief Keith? Chief Keith is probably my our age. What is he, 24, 25? Mm-hmm. How old is Chief? I don't know his exact age. But I he has a maturity. Yeah. You say what? I said, I think he is in his 20s, but I mean, it's unfortunate because you can look at it two different ways. You can be like, okay, he's in his 20s, so like he should know, you know, better by now because I feel like we always use the excuse, though, of like somebody being so young, but because uh, there are younger kids that can be mature. Like I've seen I, like little seven year olds who are, you know what I'm saying, starting whole campaigns to feed the homeless and, you know, coming up with their own organization. So I, I really just think it's a maturity in your surroundings type of situation. If you're always surrounded by like kind of recklessness or feeling like this is the only go-to you have, you become comfortable with that lifestyle and you don't aspire for more than that, you know? Right. Well, actually, I just looked it up. Chief Keith, take a guess, Lindsay. What do you think his age is? Um, 21. No. Bingo. 20, no, 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 wait. It was, it was 21. It was 21. He was born, okay. he's born August 15th, 1995. <laughs> awesome. Oh, well, I'm good at guessing. Okay. <laughs> go, go play the lottery. But nah, yeah, I can see. You I'll know, that makes sense now. He's 21. You know, he has that 21 mentality. You want to fight everybody. You want to gang bang. You know, cheeky this, cheeky that. You know, like, like that song goes. Like, man, by the time he turns 25, and let that, let him don't make any more singles. Or any hot songs, that money gonna go down. He gonna wish he matured up. He could be just another broke n-word sitting on the streets. <laughs> I hope not though. I, I really feel bad because I mean, I'm not even gonna lie. Like at least his, you know, music was good to some degree. So it's just like, dang, you got so much talent. And even when, like when I think about the whole Bobby Brown situation, like you got all this talent in the world, and you know you have this money, but sometimes I guess it's still not enough. Like when you have that certain I guess maybe this thirst for a certain lifestyle or it's what fuels you kind of thing I think you just always seek out that same thing and you know it has to take you to want to like change and find another way of fulfillment or you just gonna keep doing the same thing so I don't know that's so sad I hope he finds like a nice mentor okay let me say back I didn't want to, I didn't mean to say broke and word that's, that's not right that's not right for y'all I'm black so <laughs> don't come at me uh, it's a broke, a broke fool. Uh, it's the wrong choice of words. But uh, I mean, I think he will get his stuff together. Um, well, I hope, I hope he will. Only time can tell. But you know, the old saying goes, "You are who you hang around with." So until he stops hanging around with a certain type of people, he won't change. And that, that's how it's yeah. got to be. Uh, we'll be praying for you too, Chief Keith. Hang in there, buddy. But okay, so while we're on the subject of rappers, before we dive into music. So, who told Birdman to compare Young Thug to Michael Jackson and Prince? Please tell me what was the the scenario or the the logic behind this reason. Oh, I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I just don't get, bruh, bruh, bruh. I, I mean, I, right, right. There's no words or explanations you can say to this. Birdman has compared 
everybody get ready for this. Michael Jackson and Prince to Young Thug. Like Young Thug is nowhere near <laughs> Michael Jackson and Prince's level. Okay, Young Thug, you know, not knocking him. He's a good artist and everything. He's an Atlanta mm-hmm. Atlanta based artist. You know, he's that trap music artist. He's a little weird, my person. <laughs> a little weird to me. But I mean Michael Jackson and Prince were weird as well too. But they were like legendary weird. Like they had their own style. Whereas Young Thug is like, bro, what are you doing? <laughs> For me, that's how it looks. And Birdman went to a video and just, you know, he said that Young Thug is just as good as Michael Jackson and Prince. But it, they, made, they made music that I bet you, you could play like 12 of their songs. Everyone know every last word of their song. You play 12 mm-hmm. of Young Thug songs, I bet you everyone know two to three. Two to three. Mm-hmm. These are legends, icons. People cried when they died. Like the whole country cried. Let Young Thug die tomorrow. I bet you he won't get as much people crying for him as Prince and Michael Jackson. Lindsay, I got, I, got, I can't believe this. What I, you I think? feel you on that. I, I don't. But what was okay? No, really. What was his logic though? Like, what? Why did he make the comparison? Is it because of like? How he affects the people, like his musicality, like I'm not understanding because he's not a he's not a musician, so he's he just that, said he I'm definitely a, don't see that connection between him. And he Prince. said his level is level of greatness. Like I I don't know what that must mean level of greatness, but what, what greatness has he established? Give me like what has he done that? Stop, Birdman. This is why you're losing money, man. What? And um, <laughs> like, I don't think. Okay, put it this way. I'm not saying Young Thug can't ever be you know legendary or go down in the history books but I just feel like he hasn't been in the game long enough for you to even make that type of claim you know what I'm saying like I can see if he if somebody goes oh Beyonce reminds me of like uh Michael Jackson or Prince just based on her you know what I'm saying over the years and how she's affected people and you know her experiment with different types of music how she touches people like I could see somebody saying that that to me would make sense you know, but to say Young Thug, like, he hasn't even been around that long to really, to make that type of claim, and the one thing I agree with you on Prince and Michael Jackson is they were universal artists, like, they weren't just, oh, you know, they were loved by the hood necessarily, you know what I mean? Like, they could literally appeal to any race, any country, like, anywhere, like, they were a universal, you know, universal performers who everybody could literally say, oh, yeah, that's such and such, or, oh, his music makes me feel good, or, you know, I could sing the words to. And I'm not saying people don't like Young Thug in other countries, because I'm sure they do, but not not to the degree of Prince and um, Michael Jackson. Let's let's not be uh, irrational here. Let's not be stupid. That, I just changed that word. Let's not be <laughs> stupid for a minute. Let's, look, you already lost Lil Wayne. Don't even lose any type of fans you have left for that ignorant comment. <laughs> I just can't. I can't yeah. believe him. I think maybe he was just excited or hyped because it's like, I oh, that's my artist. You know, you know how people just really want to go hard for that one person who's up under them. So I feel like that's probably why he was saying all that. But, yeah, let's not take away from the people who really – have been in the game for quite some time and, and rightfully earned, like, you know, the title of legend or are highly respected. So, but yeah, Young Thug, you still got time, so hang in there. <laughs> but um, in other news, let's get on to these sports, shall we? Yeah. Nah, okay. So let's start off with the most, probably most popping thing. We talked about the Super Bowl last week. Lindsay, before I even hop into this, <laughs> I already know who you want to win, but let's be honest. Who do you think is going to win? Not who do you want. Who do you think is going to win? The Falcons. <laughs> I said think. Don't. I didn't say want. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm still going to say the be, Falcons. Be a realist. Be a realist. Speak it into existence, boo-boo. So I'm going to say the Falcons. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Okay. As of everyone else, like the rest of the world, we I think we all want the Falcons to win. But, you know, we all think – the Patriots are going to win. But, uh, <coughs> I could, um, what? what was that? Stop. A computer model. <laughs> no, I, it was weird saying it. Like, a, a computer model. A computer model 
this year has actually, you know, given out scores predicting who's going to win. And mm-hmm. so far, it's gone nine and one this year, and eight and two in the last uh, twenty. Well, in the last postseason, eight and two in the last postseason. So basically, eight wins and two wrongs. And for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl, Lindsay, who do you think it chose? Who do you think it chose? Well, I'm guessing the Patriots since you're like so anti-Falcons. It actually chose the Falcons. It shows right. the so Falcons. Right, so what were we, what were we <laughs> talking about then? Nah, look anyway, at you. I thought it was... It had the Falcons. You said what? I said they got a chance. Don't get it twisted, okay? They didn't have I a didn't really say they, I didn't. I didn't say they didn't. I did not say they didn't. I'm just saying uh-huh. the computer the computer chose the Falcons winning twenty nine, Patriots twenty three. Random score, I know, weird, like super weird. I mean someone has but to get like see, a safety in there and so, I don't know. Trying to predict that. I mean, no knock and I'm not knocking technology, but I mean realistically, you don't know how these men gonna play today at the game. Somebody could get hurt. You don't know. I mean knock on wood, you know, what? I wanna see that's why it does a our prediction, like a pre pre this computer, it's not gonna see the game. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. but, mm, but the question is. I mean, is, as long as they had the Falcons winning, I don't really care. So. You don't care. I'm telling you, look, you y'all win Sunday. I'm calling you <laughs> that Monday. Oh look, no, my phone's gonna be off. Oh no, I'm no, no you do that. Not pay the bill. Sorry. Oh, that's all. You get you get it 30 days after that. You gonna you gonna answer my call? Oh my god. <laughs> the question is. <laughs> Which which quarterback is going to play better, Tom Brady or Matt Ryan? They're both a beast this year. Uh, they both are playing mm-hmm. exceptionally well. Um, it's just I, I don't know. It just the passing yards per game. You know, uh, Matt Ryan's beating Tom Brady slightly, but he also mm-hmm. is beating him in his interception thrown. So that's kind of like give and pull, give and take. Who knows? Right. Then. Falcons got Julio Jones and so many weapons, but the Patriots got Malcolm Butler covering him. He's a beast. Mm-hmm. Like so many what ifs. I think it's gonna be a slugger match, and it's gonna come down to the wire. I hope so, because Lindsey, if the so Falcons too. get blown out, I'm gonna be mad. Cause you know what? At my job, I put down money on the Falcons, so oh, y'all but... better not lose. That's my money, bro. Don't. don't. <laughs> We'll see if Terrence gonna be here to do the radio show next week based on uh Right, yeah. The bills might not be paid, everybody. <laughs> we, we might gotta take a week off. So yeah. Exactly. Sorry guys. All of y'all all of y'all in Germany, we're sorry, you know, we be back. Y'all in yeah, France too. We're gonna be we, tweeting to y'all at this point. Sorry. Yeah, hey, everybody US, y'all know our struggle. No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And what so what is going on with LeBron and him talking about his team? What's his issue? So Basically, Cleveland has lost, you know, the last few games. But today, you know, they showed out. They played good. I guess the Thunder beat them, you know, beat them pretty bad. Kyrie did good. Um, mm-hmm. But the thing was, LeBron was just mad and saying the team is top-heavy. Um, and they need another player. They need a playmaker besides Kyrie and besides himself. And what he meant by top-heavy was that only people who can score is him, Kyrie, and Kevin Love, and he kind of he said that exactly. Single those three, him and those other two out, and kind of basically said everyone else on the team was like, "Yo, y'all ain't good. What are y'all doing?" Those one exact words is kind of like I'd have took it as that, like, "Oh, so y'all three the only one scoring on this team? I ain't doing nothing." Okay, like what you saying? You I can like understand. It's shady. I was about to it say is, what's a little bit. You feel like that's shady. Oh, yeah, a little. It is shady. It for it is shady, but. As of being a team leader, I feel like, you know, and we both play sports, so you can understand where he's coming from a little bit. He's trying to light a fire on his teammates. But at the same time, I, you know, LeBron's saying he's 32 years old, 33, whatever. He's getting older. He don't have to, you know, he wants to prepare his body for the playoffs. He doesn't have time to be running like 35 minutes, 36 minutes, 37. He's getting old. He keeps doing that. He's not going to be able to play, you know, how old, like how long Tim Duncan did how long, you know, these other players are playing. So, but the thing is, he wants his team, like his team has the biggest payroll in the league. They already owe $54 million in luxury tax. They spent the most money in the league. What else can they do, LeBron? What, you need, all right, look, 
if you want more players and you want an extra bench point guard, you want a backup point guard for Kyrie, another playmaker, or another just a playmaker in general. If you want more players on the team, look, you take a pay cut like you did in Miami. But the thing is with that, when he came back to Cleveland, he told the GM that he would not take another pay cut like he did back in the day. So, in other words, I don't know what you want to do there. If you're not going to take another pay cut, what are you going to do? I feel like me, Lindsay, we talked yeah. about before. He has a shoe deal worth, like, a bunch of money. He just signed that max deal, like, what, last year? You're going to make money. Mm-hmm. He's good, right. good on money. So, if you want to, you know, get your legacy up there, take that pay cut, get a couple more pieces around you, because Golden State did their thing. They got the pieces around them. So right. the question is, what are, what are, what are y'all going to do? I don't know if he wants to take that pay cut, though. That's the thing. It's like it's kind of like you said. You got to sacrifice one or the other. So do you care that much about winning, or do you care more about your money? So I don't know. I mean, but I mean, I feel like he should still give them time a little bit. I mean, I think, okay, if you add another player, then cool. What is it? Y'all just going to literally kind of maybe be like how y'all were when he was on Miami Heat, you know, but to still to some extent, that doesn't mean that altogether y'all are, y'all are going to work that much. You know what I mean? Like better as like a unit against like other teams because we, you know, even saw that when they were up against Steph Curry at some points, like, you know, just because it's the three of y'all and y'all all great players, it doesn't necessarily mean that that's going to work in your favor and that y'all will work well together. You know what I'm saying? This ain't like an East versus West game, but Well, I mean, I he's know. just saying he's getting, he's getting older now. He can't be afford to be doing all the heavy lifting. Like, he, they, they right. need another playmaker to help the team out. Because he even said they're not as good as they think they are. And to order to win a championship, they need another piece. I, mm-hmm. I just – I just don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll see what happens. But tonight they look good. They went out there and scored. Uh, LeBron did his thing. Got about twenty plus. Kyrie did his thing. Unfortunately, Kevin Love didn't play the second half. He got hurt. Uh, had some back problems. So we'll keep y'all updated with that. So I mean, what's the next step? There is talk of Carmelo being traded. Could they use Carmelo? Mm-hmm. Would that work with LeBron? Of course, you know, LeBron Mm. already said he would love for CP, Melo, him, and D-Wade all to be on one team. He would love, but, you know, he would love for them to be on one team. The thing is, they're Mm. all old. They're all old, you know. Everyone in the league was like, that's stupid. You got to carry right here. But in his mind, they're all the veterans. They know how to win. They won gold medals together. You know, I personally think they would win, but... I don't know. Lizzie, where do you think Melo should go? Melo said he would leave. He would leave New York if they want to rebuild for the future. You know, there's talk of Celtics. I could see him wanting to change it up a little bit, you know, but I wouldn't necessarily say with LeBron and Kyrie, though. I don't know. For some reason, I'm not. You're not. You're not you don't think that's going to gel? Yeah, I don't really see that working out. I mean, not saying, right. like, I mean, obviously they're great players, you know, but. As a force, mm-hmm. I don't really see that being, like, the dynamic team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just feel like they are all different, but not different in a way where, oh, all their differences is going to mesh well together. Like, And then well, that's another adjustment in itself because y'all got to get used to playing with each other again, you know? Like, well, I mean, it's that, not like that's it's any older. team, though. That's any team. He, I mean, yeah, he said he would so go. A whole adjustment. He, he said, I mean, he said he would go if they want to rebuild for the future. But – he mm-hmm. wants to go to a championship contender team, so he's not going to just go to anywhere. So there's right. talks of the Celtics, who are like number three or number four in the Eastern Conference. They have a young team, mm-hmm. and you know they don't really have a superstar, but they have an all-star player in Isaiah Thomas. You know, but they don't have like a superstar. You can go there, or it's right. talk of Oklahoma City Thunder with Westbrook, who is you know dominating the game right now, one of the league's best players. You can go there, or there's talking to Clippers. You know, Clippers they're they're supposed to be good, but they're so streaky. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know about the Clippers. Me personally, I think I'm thinking the Thunder. The Thunder, yeah, the Thunder, the Thunder. What makes you say that? 
just because he's kind of like a he's kind of like a KD a scorer, but he has mm-hmm. that killer in him. He's, and what I mean by that, like he just goes out there and just he's a walking bucket. Whereas so is Kevin Durant. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the games, Kevin Durant sometimes be just like coasting. He just be chilling. Whereas like Melo, he wants the ball. Like he 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 has that like mind like can't get it out. He has that mentality. <laughs> Like Russell Westbrook, they both had that dog in them, and I feel like they would they would go mm-hmm. good together. You gotta remember, last year the Thunder was one game away from being in the championship game. They should have beat right. the Warriors, but they didn't, and now Katie's gone. Right, right. So I, I mean, I, I personally feel like he should go there, but second, I would say the Celtics. Clippers is last. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even deal with that. And what do you think he's? We wouldn't even mention them. <laughs> no, no. I agree. That would be interesting to see, though. I mean, I'm, I definitely, I wouldn't say stay in New York, though. I mean, and that's no shade, like, because he did great there too. But I do feel like it would be nice to see him, like, you know, switch it up, try something new a little bit, you know. So I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, best of luck to him. I feel like I like that he's always been like a humble player. Like he, he knows he's good, but it's like he's not like running around and never gives off like this cocky air about him, you know. So, I'm, I don't know. I'm wishing him the best. Yeah, I mean, he's averaging 22.6 points a game. Like, I mean, what, mm-hmm. it just he just has a hump on him where he can't win in the playoffs. It's just that thing. I don't, I don't know. I don't, it's just something about him. Like, he, he made it to the Western Conference Finals with my man, AI, mm-hmm. the GOAT. <clears throat> Shout out to BA. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they're right into the Lakers, and the Lakers beat him, and he went to the Finals. So I mean, yeah. he just he just can't he just can't. But we'll we'll figure out we'll keep y'all posted about him. And then we got Chicago Bulls. They got a little drama in the locker room too. You know, Jimmy Butler, Dwayne Wade. I know it's a lot going on in the NBA streets. <laughs> Dwayne Wade and Jimmy mm-hmm. Butler. You know, the team is not not playing well as they like and as they thought predicted in the beginning of the season. And mm-hmm. post game, you know, they were talking to the media, and Jimmy Butler was saying. You know, if you come in his locker room smiling after a game, something ain't right. He was like, "Man, I'm pissed off when we lose." You know, I don't. If you come here smiling, you didn't play hard, and you should be sitting on the bench. <laughs> Dwayne Wade, <laughs> Dwayne Wade. You know, he being a vet, he's saying something too. Like, I just feel like the team's not playing hard. They should, like, they want it. Some players right here just not not wanting it. So the thing was right. for me, they got me was uh, earlier that week. Like we just talked about LeBron. He was talking about how he needs a better player. They're not playing hard. and You know, I don't care what the F they say, whatever. All this, you know, LeBron didn't get any punishment for speaking out to the media about how he felt. But mm-hmm. Dwayne Wade and Jimmy Butler both got punished for speaking out to the media by the Chicago Bulls. And the coaching staff was saying, this is not how we do things here and this and that. I understand the discipline, but I, you think that's fair for them to – at the end of the day, these are still like athletes and these are still teams. So with or without the fame or the level that they were on, these are still normal conversations that you would have with your teammates every day. Like I completely could, you know, like identify with basically if you're having, you know, not so great of a winning streak and, you know, the team seems to be suffering, kind of stepping up and being like, why are certain people just seeming so happy and so content with where we're at? Because you got, you know, some people on the team who live, breathe, and eat, you know, the game, and they desire to win, and, you know, they put their all into it. And it's just kind of like when you have the others who are just there and just want to show up and get a paycheck, it's like, bro, we can easily, like, replace you with somebody else if y'all not going to try to help us win, you know? So, I mean, at the end of the day, they're still human. You know, they're still an actual team, and these are actual conversations that need to be had. Because if you don't, then you just don't keep carrying on the season, just doing just enough, you know? Right, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I just feel like let them say what they need to say. Don't punish them. You know, you speak to them like, right. hey, you ain't got to bench him for, you know, the first half or something. Like, mm-hmm. basically, yeah, all the Cavs did. That's something off disrespectful. I feel like that's being honest about how you're frustrated about the team's performance. You know what I mean? Like, you're not necessarily shadowing, like, I mean, outcasting certain people and being like, oh, these players, I think, are doing trash and we need to replace them and do something about them. No, they're just speaking Mm -hmm. to the team as a unit. 
Right. I mean, all the Cavs GM and Teron Lewis said was, we talked to LeBron about what he said. That was about it. They didn't do anything punishing him. But the thing that the thing was funny to me was one of the bench players, Taj Gibson, who's a starter now, um, but he's not really – I guess you could say he's a vet, but he's as old as Dwayne mm-hmm. Wade. Like, Dwayne Wade is a true vet. True vet. Mm-hmm. Taj said, you know, quote, we expect a little out of more of Dwayne Wade, you know, prediction-wise. Like, he's not playing as well as we thought. You know, we expect more out of him. But, bro, Wade is averaging 19 points per game, the same as he did last year. The man is in his 30s. Mm-hmm. What do y'all really expect more out of him? I mean, he's man. He, I, I don't know. I, but I'm not an NBA. You know, you brought him over here for a reason as your number one player. But Jimmy's technically your number one player. Dwayne Wade is kind of like number two. He's in that backseat role. So, I mean, I don't know what you're complaining about, Taj. I obviously, you want more, but what more can he really give you? If y'all not if y'all if y'all not playing good as a team, if y'all not clicking, y'all not gelling. Of course, it's always gonna be point fingers at somebody, right? Right or wrong? This is true. This is true. You know, people are never happy, so I don't even know why I'm surprised. It's always something. It's not enough. So. Well, if you're not winning, if you're not winning, everyone's not happy. Winning, basically. <laughs> yeah. So that's in the clicks. But. That's all I have for sports today since you took, you know, Serena from earlier. See how you know you that you had that. You're not going to give her her justice anyway. You're going to be like, oh, Serena won, you know, shout out to the black girl. No, no. we Serena is that girl. We'll bring her up again. And yeah. <laughs> congrats to her. You get it, boo. <laughs> That's all mm-hmm. I'm going to say. Whatever you got to say. Oh, my God. <laughs> Before we give everybody some words of inspiration, do you have anything else for people this week? I did not, but Lizzie, you know, you bring it. Actually, you know what? We got one more thing I want to say. Rest in peace to the world star creator. He has passed away oh, yeah. in his sleep. He had, a, he had a heart attack in his sleep. But at least, he, at least he went out, you know, in his sleep instead of, like, struggling. Please, I think he, I guess he, if you have a heart attack in your sleep, do you feel that? How do you wake up? I don't know. But I feel like if you're asleep. Yeah, I don't think we would know. But um, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. And that's because he was in his 40s. He was so young. So young. Yeah, he he made that site come up in the past couple of years. I, I love that site. It's a great site. I've been there in a while, but when I used to I used to be on that site faithfully in my college years. Good site. Yeah, I'm not even gonna lie. World Star used to be like the source for everything. <laughs> yeah, hey, as soon as the fight happened, you hear World Star. Hey, you better get your stuff together because it's going to go viral. Right. <laughs> exactly. All the training that you've been practicing, you better use. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Well, yeah, definitely rest in peace to him. Um, you know, we always got to show love to our media moguls. So I don't know. It's crazy. Like nowadays, people younger and younger like having health complications, and sometimes it doesn't necessarily have to do with you know the foods and stuff you're eating. Like no one necessarily knows where it comes from. But I will say, like um, me personally, I'm trying to you know change my diet, and I've challenged myself to just surround myself by, like, fruits and, you know, just water and cranberry juice and almond milk and stuff like that just to try to adapt to a healthier living and lifestyle. And even if you can at least work out, like, maybe at least twice to, two, like, three times a week, I feel like that's good as well, too, because, I mean, just – I'm not saying you can prevent everything, but at least, you know, try your best to eliminate as many health complications as possible because, I mean, you just don't know what – is going around the world these days and what's being put in food, all of that, you just got to really be careful. So even if you got to cook a meal for yourself every now and then, at least you know what's going into your body. So, you know, just right. keep that in mind. If y'all need any most advice on what to eat, hit me on Twitter, you know. Most definitely. Take Lindsay's <laughs> advice. But, Lindsay, I, why are you going on a diet? You wear a, you a buck ten soaking wet That's water. not the point. Okay, let me let me tell you why. Personal testimony. I as small as I am, I used to be a heavy like sugar eater, like anything cinnamon, pretzels, whatever, like you name it, like candy, all of that. And um it was a point where I like stopped playing sports and I went to the doctors and I was eating so much sugar and stuff. I was always on the go, but I didn't have as much time to work out and I literally was probably a point away from being pre diabetic. And that was enough of a scare for me to be like, okay, it doesn't matter how small you are. You can still have, like, a health issue. And, you know, by the grace of God, like, I'm nowhere near that anymore. But you just got to be careful. If you fill in your body with a whole bunch of stuff and you're not working it out, and especially if you're smaller, 
your body's just holding on to all that, like, junk food and all that stuff, and you're not really having a way of eliminating it. So even if you eat something that's heavy and maybe, like, fried foods, at least try to drink water so you're, like, meeting yourself halfway or at least try to work out within that same week so all that stuff's not building up on your body. So big or small, it still can affect you. So keep that in mind. Lindsay's health tip of the day, okay? (laughs) Well, Lindsay, give us some gospel to uh, take the people home. All right. So this week it's coming from Jeremiah 32, verses 26 through 27. And it says, Then the Lord's word came to Jeremiah, saying, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Keep that in mind. That last line alone, y'all, is there anything too hard? Don't worry about Trump. Don't let it affect your mood. Somebody don't piss you off at work this week. Don't let it hold you back because at the end of the day, you mm. still going to make it through. So don't worry. Yes, have faith. You're going to get through. God will get exactly. you through it. Uh, but it was a blessing talking to y'all. I kind of like talking to y'all during the day a little bit, you know. We got plenty of time. It's refreshing. Get to, you know, spill all the tea. Right. I, I think, <laughs> I, you know what's funny? I think it was our longest show we ever did. The show was an hour. We was, we I, was agree. Right I agree. I <laughs> agree. By the night re- I'm tired, I ain't even going to lie to y'all. I'll right, right. And it though. We be like, man, we didn't miss, we didn't miss three topics. Hey, I don't care. We got, we got in this early. I'm tired. Ready to get started. Right. I'll be like, maybe next Sunday, bro. And we'll tweet it. We'll tweet it. Exactly. Oh, my God. Well, it's been a blast talking to y'all. Um, But definitely, you know, just like in church, it just doesn't stop on Sunday. If you need us Monday through Saturday, we're still here, too. Hit us up on Twitter. And definitely follow us at In The Mix. Um, so I'm Lindsay Lanes. I'm your host, T. And one more thing. If y'all like us doing earlier, let us know. Hey, tell your friends. Tell a homie. Tell somebody. Look, the earlier, the better. I would love to do it earlier. Because like Lindsay said, hey, we be tired. For real. We humans, too. Exactly. <laughs> You know, people got people got work and lives to do, so you know, and be like that. But yeah, let us know definitely, because I I would be really curious to see if that's better. Because we the thing is, we want to be able to reach out to y'all and give you the tea that you need, the advice you need, whatever. So whatever the best time is for you to receive it, you let us know. We for the people. For the peeps. But as again, this is <laughs> on that note, we'll catch y'all right. next Sunday. Y'all be blessed.